Welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. It's time for another Deacon of Real Estate podcast with the Deacon himself, Alex Deacon. Alex, how are you doing today? Good, sir. I'm doing awesome, Adam. How in the hell are you? Uh, you know what? I am in the hell doing here, I guess, huh? I guess if that's a, if that's a question. I don't even know what I just yeah, said Yeah, what did you just say? Who knows? That's um, right. And what we're going to talk about today, though, Alex, uh, inquiring minds want to know, just because, you know, it's, it's that time of year where... Uh, a lot of times with uh, real estate investing, it you know it tends to be a little bit slower period. But I don't necessarily know if it has to be. Um, my question is that I want to talk about today is: Is there upside to selling in the winter? I do believe there is. Now, I guess there probably isn't when you live in a climate that's always warm. Okay, you know? good point. So we live in Pittsburgh, so winter is cold and there's snow, and <laughs> so it, it is different. Because people look at winter uh, differently than they would if you live maybe in you know North Carolina or, or Georgia where the weather's fairly warm. A little bit, right. Yeah. And the, re- the reason is because, of course, you're going to get – it's getting cold. Your heat bills are going to be high. If the property is vacant and let's say you live out of state, then you have to worry about it sitting there vacant over the winter. Potentially your furnace stops working. Potentially you could have frozen – Plumbing and all that good stuff. So holding costs and just the uncertainty of owning something over some cold months, especially if you don't live there, can cause you know some grief in that person's life. So therefore, they may be more prone to negotiate you know more off that price. So it might be better to buy in the winter. But we're going to go into that in the details. Sounds good. Sounds good. We're going to get into that. We're going to yeah, get into that. Just relax. But first. Yes, but first we're going to talk about the new steak knives that you can... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to go into that. There, there, there are some for the zombie apocalypse in case anybody, you know, in case yes. anybody's out there is listening. But Yes. Um, all right, Alex. So let's uh, – first things first, first bullet point, my friend. Uh, take it away. Yeah, let, here. This is from a blog that, that you posted. Uh, I did. Less inventory, more attention. Okay, so some are real estate agent. That's what I've done for qu- quite a long time, and I get this question asked by – my seller clients said, hey, maybe we shouldn't list it right now, Alex. It's November 15th. You know, what's around the corner is Thanksgiving. What's around the corner is Christmas mm-hmm. plus the winter months. Why don't we hold off till the spring? Mm-hmm. And there is, there's pros and cons of that. The pros are, yeah, it does slow up around, like right, right around Thanksgiving till the beginning of the next year. It's typically slower, right? You have family coming in, you have the holidays, everybody's kind of distracted by that. But now, you look at it this way, because I've had some of my best months as a real estate agent in December. Really? Okay. The okay. reason is on the agent side is agents just mentally, they check out. They said, oh, it's going to be slow. I'm not going to make any calls. I'm not going to do any sales. I'll just wait till the spring. Okay. So if you hit if you hit it hard as an agent, you usually very and, and most top producing agents will agree that they're busy in December. So, but as a seller, you know, should I list my house in December? Think about it this way: a lot of folks are taking their houses off the market. So let's say your house was listed for six months and didn't sell. They're going to take it off the market, relist it in the spring. Okay. So what happens is you'll see an inventory drop from maybe 3,000 homes in a metropolitan area to 2,500. So you immediately dropped inventory. That means less inventory automatically means more demand. 
mm -hmm. right? Less inventory, so the demand goes up. Now, what happens though is demand also goes down because less people are looking for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. The less people are, again, they're caught up in the holidays, and let's wait till the let's wait till the weather breaks. We'll start looking then. So your inventory decreases, but the demand decreases also. So what that means is, I don't know the exact numbers, but really the supply and demand about equal out. So there's no reason why not to have your house listed in December, on December yeah. 7th. Because there's less people looking, but there's less inventory. So, so I don't it's, know. It's I don't, a wash almost. I mean, like mathematically, it's just, it's it's almost like, you know, uh, 10,000 cut It almost is. Half, I'm sure someone who's really number oriented can come up with some serious data that says, okay, the average sale price is less during these months than these months. I'm sure that there's some data out there. I'm just telling you from the 24 plus years experience I have that that's what I've noticed, that there's never really a bad time to list your home. Okay. I do agree, though. I would not list a home like now. I mean, today's the December 22nd. Right. I typically wouldn't list a home from the middle of December till next year. Okay. I just don't list it. Wait till the first of the year. Okay. And one another another way that I'll actually segue into bullet point number two. We're getting mm -hmm. good with this. Look at this. Oh yeah. Segue is, away. I think of what a lot of people don't realize, uh, and what a lot of investors and what a lot you know what a lot of people in real estate don't realize is when in the in the corporate world. A lot of relocations happen at the first of the year. So people that are getting promotions, people that are getting relocated, and you know, depending on whatever corporation you work for, whether it be um, a phone company, whether it be uh, Heinz Ketchup, whether it be, you know, you, you name it, if you get relocated and, and it's like, okay, you know, starting first uh, of 20, you know, 2008 or 2018, you're going to be across the country, people are going to be looking. You know? And I think that's one where um, I'm sure that's a small part of it. But does that come into play too, where where you see people? That's is that typically the fish that you have on the hook, so to speak, or people that are? I think that's one of the ingredients. Okay. Right? So it's again, it's it's winter, it's holidays, it's the perception of the general public is, you know, the market's going to be dead for the next two months. I'll pull it off the market. What you just said about relocations and come, and new people moving in, um, it all there's so many different variables, but I can you can boil it down to one and it is if you need to sell right now then the best time to get your house listed is right now right if you don't need to sell you can listen to your agent and look at different factors and decide to list it in the spring i'm just telling you when you listen in the spring here in this pittsburgh market when it's warmer and everybody else is listing their house you have more homes on the market mm -hmm. but then you have a much higher demand too so again i think it equals out because we do we, we flip a couple homes a month and we list homes all across the spectrum, all times of the year. And you know, we 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 have good luck in selling any time of the year. I mean, it's just so I have no problem with it. So yeah. I'm just I'm giving you practical experience and, and reasons why to not hesitate. Because yeah. I I think that uh, one of it is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is you know we we talk about this before. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, and you never want to. You never want to kind of sit back, you know. December is a month, and January is a month that you absolutely should be able to capitalize on, just like anything else. I mean, it's you know the numbers are still there, so don't don't hesitate. Always promote yourself. Always, you know, you're 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 a businessman or woman. Uh, Three hundred sixty-five days a year. Hey, we're kind of focusing on this conversation on the like general consumer market, 
I think we'll, we'll go into investor market, and it uh, it can differ a little bit. Okay. Okay. But your second bullet point was first quarter job relocation. The third bullet point, I think, is actually a good one. You have no landscaping, no problem. Mm -hmm. um, I do see that, if you know, in our climate, we have snow and ice. It, it can deter people. If you, if it, the weather's really bad, it'll deter people, the average consumer, from going out looking at homes. Mm -hmm. Unless they really need to buy, right? It'll deter them. Plus, your house probably doesn't show as well without that landscaping and those uh, landscaping lights and everything. So, I mean, that can, that can affect value a little bit. Okay. But again, if you need to sell now, you sell now. You, you don't wait till the spring. Um, the thing that I wanted to talk about was we can dive into, because this is more investor-oriented podcast, mm -hmm. so I'll jump into some things that you might not think about. And when I buy properties... A lot of them I buy from the banks. That, just, that doesn't mean I go directly to the bank. That just means a lot of them are listed for sale on the West Penn multi-list. That's our multi-list. And they're bank-owned. Now, they're not much different than like maybe a car dealership. And they have to meet their quota for the end of the year, sometimes the end of the month. So a lot of times those banks want to get this inventory off their books. Yeah, so in many cases, you can get a better deal on something in the winter in this market here in Pittsburgh because, one, the the investors who aren't real serious about this, they're taking off for the, the holidays. And it's, or it's too cold. I don't want to get, I don't wear my gloves and I don't want to get snow on my feet. Those aren't your true investors. So your competition is less, in my opinion. Two... If you get that bank at the right time, and the house has been on the market a certain amount of days or months, and you just pounce at the right time, and that asset manager who has, you know, full reign over these thousands of properties that they want to get rid of, they might be more inclined to negotiate. So you might get a better deal in the winter months towards the end of the year, based on they need to meet their quota or right. hit their numbers. So I see that happen. I mean, it's not huge. It's not like you're going to get a 50% discount just because you're buying on December 28th. But you are going to see it. I mean, a 10% or 15% discount sometimes is, is your profit, you know? And that's stuff that you should always be doing from, you know, like we always talk about, uh, make money in your PJs. That's stuff that you could do straight from home, correct? That is correct. And, and again, as an investor, you're always looking. I mean, mm -hmm. I go out when it's 10 degrees I'll go out when there's two feet of snow because I know if I'm not and I'm competitive so I know someone else is doing it you know it has nothing to do with the money again it has nothing to do with um, it just has to do with I like to win and the only way to win is to work hard and to be out there when everybody else isn't mm -hmm. so there's no there's no easy way we talk about that all the time mm -hmm. so you have no landscaping no problem the fourth bullet point you, point you have is a lighter footprint. So what what is that? Uh, Expand on that. Uh, basically, typically in the wintertime, what you're going to get is you're going to get more serious uh, serious interest in the property versus people that might be going to ten open houses. Yeah. You know, people typically are going to maybe just three because they they've they, you know just like you said, people don't oh, yeah. they don't want to be traipsing around in the snow. That's so true. you're gonna have yeah, that's true. the people that you, you come into an open house or whatever. You know that they're they're 
they're more interested than just the people yeah, that that's no different than what I just said about the serious investors, right? Yes, and the sir. general public, same thing. Like if you're doing a flip, so you and I buy a house and we put it on the market to flip it, and it's December. We know whoever is walking through that house in December on a cold day, they are going to buy something, whether it's your house or another one. They're serious, and it's no different than the investors who are kind of part time and or the serious investors. They're out there looking when it's cold, wet, damp, doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Your your amount of Serious buyers probably increases percentage-wise, I guess, in the winter. Because you might have 100 people looking in the summer months, but 50% of them are tire kickers. In the winter, if 100 people are looking, you know, probably 80% are going to buy a house. Yeah, and in the yeah. summertime, how many people are coming for the free cookies? <laughs> yeah, quite a few. <laughs> quite a few. Unless my wife's cooking them, and then I probably would not get anybody at the open house. Oh. Whoa. Oh. She'll agree with you, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess I don't even have to cut it that part out. Um, you don't. Yeah. So okay, a lighter footprint. I get it now. That's that's a very good point. Plain on words. Absolutely. Everybody who's looking in a in a on a cold, damp winter day or ice or snow, and it's ten degrees below zero, and they're out there looking, and the wife's six months pregnant. These folks need to buy. They're gonna. They're not gonna let anything get in their way. Mm -hmm. They need to buy something. All right, so you have bullet point number five, a faster home sale. Explain that. You think, um, you're, you think in the winter you get a faster home sale? Uh, it's just uh, from the research that I did, and this is why I brought this up so you can uh, prove me that I'm wrong, but typically in the wintertime because there, there are less transactions being you know going through, uh, a lot of times everything goes through a little bit quicker, uh, a little bit more fluid, um, just because it isn't as busy. It's almost the ones that you're getting, the, the the balls that are being thrown at you are almost like home run balls every time, you know, versus you're not getting thrown a slider or a curveball, a knuckleball, a changeup, you know what I mean? Things mm -hmm. typically tend to be a little more streamlined, they go a little bit easier because everybody isn't as, as bogged down with, like you said, granted it's just a numbers game, mm -hmm. but this is an area where the numbers game works in our favor because people aren't as bogged down. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, you, you lost me. A faster... You, so you're saying in the winter, you're going to get a faster home sale because there's just... The red tape why? can go through... People can go through the red tape a little bit quicker just because all the, red, all the steps that you have to take... Um, typically those people that you lean on aren't as busy as they typically would be in the summertime so they okay. can get to your problem a little bit quicker. Actually, that that's a valid point. I don't know how much of an impact that makes, but that is a valid point. Just just because, yeah. again, on a numbers game... Um, but then but then think about, too, a lot of the, like the agents and stuff, half of them are checked out. True. So on the being devil's advocate, if you want to hire somebody like around this time of year... No, like literally today's the twenty second. I'm shut down after today. Right. And probably till the end of the year. Right. I mean, I have appointments next week, and most agents are just they're shut down. They're they're, right. they're shut off. Right. So it can work both ways. I guess. So especially last week of the year like that when it's yeah. Christmas and the New Year's. Yeah. It's yeah. And then you have your final point is a higher listing price. To explain that. Um, basically, because it, it's a little more, not that it's a, a more reliable market, but like we said, uh, you know, if you have people that are going to call off of work just because the roads are bad, if you're out on like winter roads because you're interested in a home, 
they're interested in the home. You know what I mean? It's almost like they're a little bit more. So there's less wiggle room on the price. Uh, people. So from your research, you you found that, and some people have actually mm-hmm. mirrored what you're saying mm-hmm. and and echoed the same thing that you you'll get a higher price in the winter. That's what I've read. So tell me if I'm wrong. I I've never heard that. Um, okay. I I can't say I agree or disagree with that. Okay. To be honest with you. And that that's why I put on there. Well, yeah. this isn't a 100 percent of the time. Um, the statistics shockingly show. That's interesting. Like I said, if you really dissect the numbers and somebody who, who's done that, you probably there is probably, and this is based geographically too. I like, was going to say, yeah, I, like, I absolutely marked. Yeah, Pittsburgh might be different than Texas. Might absolutely. be different than um, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be completely different. But I'm sure if you if you found the data, there's probably the best time mm-hmm. to buy. Or sell a home in a particular geographical area, I'm without a doubt. Right? And it's all it all numbers. I absolutely. Mean, you look at numbers and charts and graphs, and it'll show you May second is the best time. You know, numbers speaking, statistically speaking, to sell a home in this geographical area. And see, and the good part is, is that it's going to be different in every geographical area. <clears throat> right. You have the experience to know when the hottest times are in the Pittsburgh market. You know. Yeah. I think for somebody that's a little green, maybe just starting up as an investor. Learn your market. Know your market. Talk to other investors. Talk to, you know. Talk to people around you. Find out when those hot spots are. Well, here's a here's a, that's a great point because when are those hot spots? And when when aren't those hot spots? I can't say exactly, but I can tell you this because I'm an investor, and every day that my house sits there vacant and my holding costs don't go away, for me, as soon as I'm done with the project and it's ready to be shown. That's when I need to get it on the market. Okay. Now I have like three right now that are ready to go. It's December twenty second. I'm okay. holding off okay. till the first week of January. I'm willing to eat those ten days of market time because everybody's shutting down now, including me, and it can wait. <laughs> but if it was December first, I'm not waiting. I'm putting all three of those on the market right now because every month that particular house is costing me a thousand dollars or this house is costing me fifteen hundred or, or this one's costing me two thousand so i can't afford to wait till may 2nd right. or march 28th because that's what the statistics the it's statistics it. say i can't wait you can't always play the statistics yeah so, yeah. so as an investor typically you can't wait you don't want to wait it's not prudent to do so maybe as a a homeowner where you're living in the house and you're enjoying it and you're you know that's your primary residence then you can afford to wait for that so-called quote-unquote best time to sell. Right. Okay. Right. Sounds good. I like it. I like it, and that's why I wanted to go through this because well, you know, I'm glad you did because some of this is brought. Uh, some of it is actually enlightening. It, you know, I'm enlightened about it, but some of it I don't know if I agree with it or not. But again, I'm not an expert on the statistics and exactly when and where and how is the best time to sell a home. But just going by practical experience in this Pittsburgh market. What you know from my from my vast years of expertise. That's because I am an expert, right? Well, that's that's quote, why unquote. that's why I wanted to follow up because I figured if anyone knew whether my article was BS or not, <clears throat> it was going to be the deacon. So, oh, thank you. So I mean, you know, so I I, I thought this would be a nice uh, like something different that we haven't done before, something that where we had something mm-hmm. written to kind of bounce no, off good. of. Yeah, um, this was this was all you, man. This is your topic. Thank you. I, I I tried. I one more thing I can add too is an investor. If you're selling an investment property, mm-hmm. like a duplex or or multifamily or shopping mall, whatever it is, I think any time's good because 
the true investors are out there looking at all times. Right. You know, so there really isn't. Uh, I don't think there's a, a statistic that says, "Oh, you know, you shall investment property this time." Now, it's it's really probably any time. I think what would affect when you sell an investment property might have to do with like tax laws changing. Right. Right. Yes. So, oh, a tax law is changing in six months. I should wait. Make sure they they pass this bill because if they pass this bill, it's going to affect the tax ramifications for the new owner, and it's going to cause my property to actually increase in value. Or in six months, it's a gamble. If they pass this bill, the value of my property might dip. That's so okay. man, I better sell it now before this gets wind out to the general public and it's going to affect the value. Right. So there are things in the you know the economic climate that can really affect when you sell your home as an owner occupant or when you sell it as an investor too and you have to look at those indicators too and I'm for sure not an uh, um, yeah, yeah I'm not an, um, I'm not going to pretend to be a, a economic or political yeah, science major like, yeah. <laughs> but, those, but those do play into you know they've come into play and I'm sure the folks that are really really into that um, Don't know. know yeah they, they know Don't know now, would you say, is my last question, would you say, and, and I, I mean, I have my own personal thing, but with the offhand of, like, the new tax laws that are going to affect, and, you know, we're, you know, little variables like that, is there really ever a bad time to sell? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that, and that depends on sometimes uh, you personally, like, your economic situation. Okay. Yeah. If you don't need to sell right now, and there's some things in the future that are going to greatly impact your property that's going to go up in value, then, then don't sell now. Um, if you have to sell now because you need to pay bills or you need to, you know, you're going through a divorce, this, you have to sell, right. then you have to sell now. But you have to look at the the longer picture on when you sell investment properties and when's the best time to sell. Sometimes I'll sell something because I have equity in it and that money I want to put to work for me on another project. Okay. Sometimes okay. it, you know, this is a loser a property. It's never really made me any money. Let me sell it now. The market's good, and I can take that hundred thousand equity and I can put it into this market and make double or triple what it's doing sitting there for me. Gotcha. So it's not, a, it's not. It's not like yes and no answer. There, there's there, and that's the one thing with I noticed with investing. There's no real. There's there. It is a lot of gray area, and that's yeah. where guys, where we say knowledge, knowing your area, knowing your market, having a great team, and I know these are things that we keep repeating. The more gray areas, the better opportunities there are. There you go. So true. If it's a yes or no answer, it's easy. If it's easy, there's less opportunity to make to, to be successful. Sometimes the gray area is a good thing, guys. Yeah, Not everything has to be black and white. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. So absolutely, hey. So what do you think, Alex? Okay. I, we wrapping it. And this, We're this, good, bro. This is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we hope that this this is actually. I know I'm not going to publish this one, so we're going to say uh, happy uh, belated Merry Christmas or belated Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Happy holidays, guys. Happy New Year uh, from everyone here at Deacon Hoover happy Real Estate Kwanzaa. Advisor. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Um, what else are we missing? Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, I think that um, means Happy Christmas. The old happy pagan week long thing, whatever that was called. I yeah. Don't know. What if you don't believe in Christmas and it's hey just. 
It's December. Chill. What's up? It's December. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy family. Hope you enjoyed family, friends. Uh, make sure you're checking out all of our all of our listings, all of our great information, all everything that we have to offer at Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Go to dhrea.com. Make sure you're checking out our broadcast at dhrea.com forward slash learn or on iTunes or on Google Music or on Spreaker. Basically, any of your favorite podcast uh, podcast services, make sure you're pulling us up and taking a look at us. Follow us on Twitter at Deacon Hoover. Uh, like us on Facebook because that's what we do on Facebook, right? We like things on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, it's Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I uh, hope you guys have a great new year, and we will see you next time.